Hi there, and huh? welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Che. And I'm Ben Pelche. In our studio this week, the winner of 2010's Lithuania's Got Talent, and if that sounds like an unusual kind of topic for The Works to be covering, fear not. He's the young Lithuanian accordion virtuoso Martinas Lavikis, and his first album features music ranging from Beethoven to Vivaldi and Ennio Morricone to Lady Gaga. And in September, Hong Kong audiences got the chance to experience a new twist on an old play. London's Globe Theatre came to Hong Kong to perform Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew, but they performed it with an all-female cast. First, though, it's not often that ballet makes the front page of local papers, but last week, that's exactly what happened. The Hong Kong Ballet collaborated with Germany's Ballet Dortmund to produce a dance version of The Dream of the Red Chamber. What happened after the Hong Kong premiere has deeply concerned many in the local art scene. It must have seemed a simple and uncontroversial enough idea to present a new interpretation of the Chinese literary classic The Dream of the Red Chamber in the form of a ballet. Co-produced by the Hong Kong Ballet and German company Ballet Dortmund, the dance was choreographed by Wang Jinpeng, the artistic director of Ballet Dortmund. Wang, who'd not only experienced the Cultural Revolution in China, but left the country after the 1989 Tiananmen Square crackdown, incorporated events from recent Chinese history into the production. All went without a hitch when the production was first staged in Germany last year, but some of those scenes disappeared after the Hong Kong premiere on the 25th of October. Scenes depicting the Red Guards destroying the Four Olds and denouncing the capitalists during the Cultural Revolution were removed. As this was such a large-scale production, the Hong Kong Ballet had recruited 50 additional dancers and actors. Arthur Wong was one of them. I was an extra dancer uh, playing a few small roles within the ballet. The real edited out of the whole dance was really about this segment where Red Guards during the Cultural Revolution that they were destroying a Buddha statue, uh, Chinese classical paintings and also books. The con time was uh, uh, two hours before the show and immediately I hear from dancers that from the main dancers that the part was taken out. Were you guys giving a also removed was a 12-minute video sequence projected on the disintegrating wall of the family home. Wong's idea was that the hero, Bao Yu, traveled through Chinese history, inconsolable at the death of his love, Dai Yu. The video showed the passing of the Ming and Qing dynasties, images of the Empress Dowager and Mao Zedong, 
and footage of modern Chinese history, such as the Cultural Revolution. VIP guests attending the premiere had included Chief Secretary Carrie Lam and the Director of the China Liaison Office, Zhang Xiaoming. Well, the artistic director came right into the middle of the stage and asked all the dancers and performers to stay on. So uh, immediately, uh, Miss Daisy Ho came on stage with um, Mr. Chiang and uh, they started to uh, Miss Daisy Ho uh, started to introduce uh, the main dancers to Mr. Chiang and they started to chat. The manager of Ballet Dortmund, Tobias Ehinger, was reported in the German press as saying that several politicians had come on stage after the ballet and argued about the scenes involving the Cultural Revolution. The German video designer was quoted saying that a 40 to 50 year old short haired Chinese woman asked him to cut the video and said that she wouldn't like to see it again. The Hong Kong Ballet gave conflicting explanations, at first saying the video projection was too modern and too long for the local audience to understand and the cuts were artistic decisions. Later, they said the cuts were due to serious technical problems with the subtitles. The works repeatedly asked Hong Kong Ballet for an interview about the problems. They declined. Six days after the controversy began, the ballet company did decide to hold a press conference. It took place on the 31st of October at 10 o'clock at night, and a general press invitation wasn't sent out. There's no problem with the projection of the video. I think it went well, okay? So to me, it's not a technical fault. I heard from some crew that uh, having the video on is just as simple as uh, pushing a button. Madeleine On, Hong Kong Ballet's artistic director, insisted at the press conference that the cut was solely for artistic reasons, although technical issues were once again cited. The next day, the 1st of November, the day that performances resumed after a short break, the company issued a joint Hong Kong Ballet and Ballet Dortmund statement saying the technical issues were resolved. The statement said that choreographer Wang Jinpeng had agreed with Miss On's decision for the temporary removal of the video projection and extras. We spoke to the choreographer by telephone. Uh 
题目还是剧目，它只能帮助观众就更清楚一些。没有这个影像，这个演员他没有背景，就舞蹈演员他跳的东西他是没背景，因为舞蹈演员属于那种抽象的，就 abstract， 对吧？他后边有一个真实的背景，就是让人能感觉是感觉到是在一个什么背景下跳的一个东西。Mr. Wang didn't want to comment on whether the removal of the video was the result of direct political censorship, but he said its removal without his consent was disrespectful to him and the artistic integrity of the work. We Local art groups, including some incumbent ADC committee members and the Hong Kong Association of Theatre Technicians and Scenographers, issued statements expressing deep concern at the matter. In the world, especially for corporations, the government has no power to influence the content of the programs. If there is such a s i t u a t i 實際上咧，董事局唔係一個好嘅翻譯。好多時候我哋叫呢一類嘅監察機構咧，叫 trustee 嘅 ，trustee 係委託嘅。呢啲機構用好多公堂嘅。而家係我哋社會委託一班人去照顧、保障呢個藝術機構。咁如果係你做唔到、接受唔到佢嘅委託咧，佢哋係辜負咗。Welcome back. Shakespeare's Globe Theatre in London was founded by the American actor and director Sam Wanamaker. It faithfully reproduces Shakespeare's original Globe. The Globe Theatre Group also tours the world with Shakespeare's plays, performing them on a small Elizabethan-style stage. They were in Hong Kong in September, bringing a new twist to the Taming of the Shrew. The Taming of the Shrew is one of William Shakespeare's earliest comedies. In his time, all parts of the play would have been performed by men. Women weren't allowed on the stage. For its new version. London's Globe Theatre Company reverses that. I'm Leah and I play Petruchio,、um, and and I'm Kate and I play Caterina or Kate, who's the shrew in the title, The Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, <laughs> I play a tambourine in one of the songs.、Um, I play it very well,、um, but、uh, no, there are some amazing musicians in our cast. We've got accordions,、um, saxophones, guitars, cellos, drums, cellos. Yeah, I mean we. We、uh, we're actually supported a lot of the time by all the the, the other six girls who are you know who, who who create the atmosphere with the music and all the other characters. I think as an actor, you kind of always find the points、uh, that you relate to within a character. You always hang on to those bits where you think, well, I'm like her. I understand this because I would probably do that too, or in this situation, I would. You, you have to relate to your character 
And when you do the play in the way that we do it, which um, which is sort of based on, on the Shakespearean touring productions, so we do it quite simply. We don't have a big set, we don't have a lot of props, we don't have anything really technical. So we just have to be really clear about telling the story because that's the most important thing, I think, especially when you're introducing an audience who might not be so familiar with Shakespeare to a play like this. Um, it's just to get the story crystal clear uh, because then people can enjoy it. For the touring production of The Taming of the Shrew, the group has tried to give a sense of a traditional Elizabethan stage. That has meant adapting the performance space in the different venues to which they have travelled, including the Lyric Theatre at the Hong Kong Academy for Performing Arts. We've done our very best to make it look like it's outdoors. We have almost a blue sky, we have green grass all around the stage, but obviously we're inside. The two crucial things are that the lighting never changes, so you're in a stable lighting state, which is like the sun, and so you're not telling a story by using the lighting, you're telling a story by using the actors and their bodies and uh, the language and the character. And the other thing is that we try to light the audience as well, because that's the glory of the globe, is that the audience and the actors are in a shared light and you communicate in a shared light. The decision to make an all-female version of the play has brought both praise and criticism for raising issues of sexual politics and feminism. The production team believes that people outside of Shakespeare's home country sometimes relate to his plays more directly than the British do themselves. He was just an extraordinary, generous genius um, who wrote uh, an infinitely variable body of work and within that body of work he can do two things. He can talk to a group of people collectively and talk to them about how human beings make societies together uh, and about how we do that successfully or how we fail. And he can talk to individuals at the same time and whisper in their ear and talk to them about the most important things to them, about love, about grief, about loss, um, about all of the things that matter most. And his capacity to talk to the public and to the individual at the same time is extraordinary. And wherever you go in the world, you know, the same problems about how we live in society together and about how we live a life as individuals are very similar and Shakespeare can address them all. Accordion player Martinez Lavikis was enrolled in music school at eight. By 12, he was entering competitions. In 2004, he was the first accordionist to be awarded Lithuania's Queen Morta Prize. In 2008, he moved to London to study at the Royal Academy of Music. The following year, he won the 71st American Accordionist Association competition in Memphis. And in 2010, he took second prize at the Gallerini International Competition in California. Also that same year, he won the Coup Mondial, literally the Accordionists' World Cup, and the Lithuania's Got Talent TV show. On his first visit to Hong Kong, he came to our studio to talk to Ben Shea. All right, Martinez, welcome to the works. Hello. So you're here in town to talk about your debut uh, CD on the Decca label, um, the self-titled CD. Could you introduce a little bit about the CD to us? Well, it's kind of a difficult task because the CD is not a very uh, one direction uh, um, repertoire in it. So uh, accordion, uh, 
it's not a very usual instrument, I guess, mm. and having an album released by Decca Classics of accordion music is also very not usual. And the repertoire in, in the CD is, is quite diverse and versatile, as the accordion is. So I'm just exploring repertoire between Baroque, classical, and also some pop music as well. Mm. And is that an intentional thing? Do you want to bring sort of the accordion to a wider audience? It's been a while that this instrument uh, was forgotten and uh, undervalued. The main image of it, I guess, it's just, you know, like a squeeze box and a perhaps French man playing on the street. But it's not everything accordion can do. So my mission with this album is to show all the versatility of the instrument. Mm. Do you have any future plans coming up? I know you're uh, you know, in Asia for a promotional tour. Are you playing in any other countries after this? I'm traveling a lot lately with this album, promoting, presenting myself as a new performer and the album. Um, actually, can't wait to come back to London because uh, it's been like a month for me to travel and uh, quite looking forward to some rest. But then I'm going to Berlin. Mm -hmm. I have a few shows there. And then next year, the album is coming out in US. So I'll oh, be okay. touring around there. Um, as, a, as a performer, do you prefer playing solo or with, a co uh, with an orchestra? With groups what's your preference I'm used to playing solo because that's I, I like to take the responsibility only for myself when I share the stage with someone else you have to share the responsibility as well so I love playing alone but uh, in this album for example there's accordion with the symphony orchestra accordion with the string quartet and also accordion with a gypsy band mm -hmm. so there's a lot of collaboration with other musicians and other um, sort of uh, combinations uh, and I quite like it uh, it's a bit challenging, but it's also very rewarding. Mm. If people were interested in, uh, in the accordion, in your music, to find out more about you, is there a website they can go to for that? Absolutely. They can find me on Facebook. They can find me online for typing martinasmusic.com. And all the information is there. And also, you can get my album there, too. Cool. Um, so lastly, what piece would you like to perform for us in the studio tonight? I'd love to perform a very classical and also Again, unusual piece for accordion, which uh, originally is r written for the orchestra, and it comes from the Baroque period. It's Antonio Vivaldi, Winter, Four Seasons. Cool. Looking forward to it. Thank <laughs> you. 